Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we've been spending a lot of time in the galaxy that's <laughs> being forward. guarded mm-hmm. by certain guardians. Mm-hmm. Because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 came out last week. Thanks yes. to Brent for helping record our spoiler-free discussion on the public feed. And then we went spoiler-full kind of on Patreon.com slash DolphinPod. Yes. And I apologize that our big, long, giant app that we normally do for every movie that includes some trivia games and a lot of fun discussions with mm-hmm. John and Drew hasn't been recorded yet, but they went off to hollywood land they did they went to los angeles for for a little bit um Mm -hmm. went to the guardians of the galaxy ride at disneyland so we'll be recording that soon so keep an ear out we're still doing that Mm -hmm. but this week we're going to be talking some spoilers yes we will on a on a on a equally fun episode (laughs) i mean i wouldn't say that i would say that the boys really go all out it's also not a movie that i would say is like super fun it's a fun I mean, it, it actually is, fun is movie, really fun but, but it's, it's heavy as well <laughs> it is but my name is Emmanuel. my name is sophia and we're going to talk about Dar- guardians of the galaxy volume three again mm-hmm. and some of our thoughts and so you know if you haven't seen the movie yet go and watch it because we are going to be spoiling a lot of the big parts of the movies yes a lot of endings in this movie. We'll be oh, talking about that. Beautiful, beautiful endings. And just some really great sequences that if you don't want to hear about them before seeing them in, uh, for the first time in a theater. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off Listen right to now. our spoiler-free one last week. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll have much more to talk about Guardians later on. Yes. Uh, with John and Drew. Mm-hmm. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. I this movie has been doing really well at the box office. Yes. It's in its second week now, and Rightfully it's so. only dropped about 49%. Normally, these Marvel movies drop, you know, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Oh, that's different vibes, though. Different vibe movie. <laughs> Definitely different vibes, considering yeah. everything happening off screen now. Everything happened, yeah. Uh-huh. But that movie didn't do, uh, you super know, great. super great. Yeah. It made a lot of money, but it... Mm-hmm. it uh, Guardians has already passed it. Yeah, for and sure. And the drop off in the second weekend was huge for for Quantum Mania mm-hmm. and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three mm-hmm. is is doing pretty okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are still going to watch that movie. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's partially like the finale aspect of it, or do you think it's because Guardians of the Galaxy kind of is its own thing? Um, I think both of those, along with the internet. Um, are taking part in people going out and watching it even more and or not even more but like more than what's to be expected in the second week because word of mouth is really it changes everything right especially with these movies and some people think or beforehand thought that it was going to be like this huge ending of everything which I mean it is but also like we weren't sure exactly what was going to go down right just because like Mm -hmm. there's so much that could happen with MCU now um but based on like the trailers and like every like there's little clips that are being spread online of course and like the whole hype is still there and i think that that's persuading people who have not already seen it to go and see it but also people can totally rewatch this yeah. beautiful movie which i think people are yeah. um because i am going to be one of them i will be watching this movie again um yeah. 100% I, I watched it twice and yeah, but you that already is watched it twice. but i think that's very you know, specific to Guardians as well. I think I watched mm-hmm. the first Guardians when it came out multiple times, mm-hmm. the second one, and mm-hmm. I don't know. These movies are really beautiful. energetic, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful in a lot of different ways, including mm-hmm. the way they look in the story, but mm-hmm. 
It, it you, there's never a dull moment I think in Guardians. No, and there's the characters are deeper than just like what they are on the outside, right? Like we've followed their character growths and like seen some of their flaws, and then like some like Groot literally grew in front mm-hmm. of our eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he went from big Groot to baby Groot to all teenage the Groot, all yeah. the all, you know the whole Groot. Um, and now this beautiful sequence for Rocket, I think, is just a fantastic way to. Yeah. To tie it all together. And the Fran- the Guardians has never really totally relied on kind of the broader phases of the MCU as much as other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Quantumania earlier, but that was, you know, the big thing was we were going to be introduced to, well, were we introduced? Or I guess another variant of Kang, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a much bigger, longer story that yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp was just a part of. Mm-hmm. And Guardians, you're kind of like, you know, it's going to be its own thing. I mean, I guess you have to think about the first movies, right? The beginning, because of Thanos and everything. Mm. Like, that part, because he's tied to Gamora two, and yeah, Nebula. Two, two, two of his daughters are uh-huh. in this. Like, yeah. that's when they were tied in. But because we're past that point, now they don't have any as much baggage, yeah, I guess. For sure. Um, but, yeah, like, it's they are definitely their own thing. Yeah, they're not on Earth at all, mm-hmm. really. And the um, galaxy's huge. The galaxy's really you know? huge. Multiple they galaxies. Their, so they got their own like, people. Yeah. And this is definitely a finale. So a lot of the things that we saw, including some characters from the first couple Guardians films, mm-hmm. obviously the Ravengers and Nowhere and the main mm-hmm. crew. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of resolution to a lot of the things that started so long ago because mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy came out you know, in 27, oh, 2014. Yeah. So that's, you know, nine years ago <laughs> the first Guardians came out. So yeah. it's nice to see all this. Okay, so we'll talk about this movie in detail, but before we get into it, no one's heard what you thought about this movie yet. Mm-hmm. What did you think overall Oof. of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Um, So it was much more wonderful than I anticipated. (laughs) I thought that it was just going to be a tear-jerking story about Rocket only. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting to have as much, like, closure and, like, beauty behind the characters and their stories. Like, every single one, not just Rocket, but all of the characters. Like, just, it's just so... um, cathartic i guess like because they have the sequence at the end i mean i'm just jumping ahead but like everyone just has their own stories that are being tied up in this and it is like it's a bittersweet feeling but then you get that hint of nostalgia because it has like a lot of um a lot of the stories that we knew from way back when even though it really wasn't that long ago but like for movies it was a long time ago um it was just it was it was way more than I anticipated, and I loved every minute of it. I I think there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a heavy movie because All it emotional. is <laughs> it is mostly about Rocket. It's centered around Rocket. It is and his past with um, mm-hmm. not only the high evolutionary who mm-hmm. we learn kind of is oh just gosh. this evil god operating in the universe, mm-hmm. creating and destroying entire species and planets, mm-hmm. but we were introduced to his his first three friends. Friends, <laughs> Floor, Teefs, mm-hmm. Teefs, Lila, Teefs and Lila, Teefs, Teefs and Lila, <laughs> and in a really effective way. And I think that's what I think that was most impressive to me was there was Ooh. a very kind of 
I would say, standard, easy way to dole out this kind of story. Mm -hmm. But from the beginning, we're in spoiler zone, everyone. Yes. From the very beginning, (laughs) it was, you know, Rocket is in trouble. His life is in jeopardy. Yes. And everything that that the entire Guardians crew needs to do is to save his life. Mm -hmm. And that just brought, like, an energy to the entire movie. Yes. It was happening, you know, it was very fast. And, you know, adding Gamora in the way they did. I was going to say, like, because you have... You have a whole different side of Quill that we were... I was not quite ready for that level of, like, grief that Quill was going through. Mm -hmm. Like, they show a version of, like... I mean, I'm sorry if this is triggering, but, like, alcoholism that is happening to Quill. Like, he is just a drunken mess. And that... for To to be, like, the first thing that I Mm -hmm. see. And then you see Baby Rocket, and I'm like... Ooh, man, like we are hitting this hard, like from the jump. So I think like my whole, my whole mindset was like, damn, okay. Like I need to prepare right now for what's going to happen. What's really cool is it has the, the James Gunn effect Mm -hmm. in it because we're talking about really serious things and very like, you know, Quill and Gamora Mm -hmm. and that being bittersweet and obviously Rockets past and Mm kind of just some of the. Some of the riffs in the group even mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. can be really deep and important. Yes. But it's all like couched with some really fun soundtrack, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. There's some, some banter truly hilarious moments, yeah. like beyond yeah. funny moments. Mm-hmm. And I think even some things that wouldn't have flown in the MCU before James Gunn. Like yeah. he, we've got the first F word in this, which isn't, I think, like the biggest deal, but... Mm-hmm. There's some like really messed up sense of humor stuff in this. Yes. That I thought was really unique to Guardians and James Gunn in in, in, in particular. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that this movie finds that balance. And it's done so so well. And it's done so well. It's mm-hmm. so like really it's really succinct and, and there's a lot of purpose behind everything. Yeah. All right, let's talk about um the high evolutionary first. What do you think of the high evolutionary? Oh my gosh. The new right not the new villain, but he is the villain of, of this. The, the creator <laughs> of Rocket Raccoon. Yes. He's kind of uh you know, convinced that he's needs to create this special race and, and doing whatever it takes to get there, played by Jakuti Uji from a Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that. Mm-hmm. He kind of you know, plays James. a semi-similar type of character in that show because of the thing that happens. In oh. it. I don't want to spoil Peacemaker. Yeah. But what um, do you think about the High Evolutionary? Um. So fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, we're supposed to hate him, you know? And I don't think... I mean, because I am a huge animal lover. Mm-hmm. So this just tore me to shreds and i hated every minute of it but like again you're supposed to so like he did a great job yeah um and i think like having to portray someone who legitimately has like no heart like no compassion because you're just creating things to destroy them like just to have trial and error which is like it's fine, but when you deal with living beings, it's, you know, there's there's a level of humanity that you're supposed to have and humility, but he just has none. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's really gut-wrenching it's, it's, to see, and it's it's awful. It's but kind of, he's, yeah. It's, he's great at, what he, at acting. <laughs> he's, in, he's really cruel, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things that makes him feel like such a bad pers- person mm-hmm. 
is the fact that they don't really try really hard to make people empathize or sympathize with him. No. They do that a lot with, um, you know, a lot of villains in mm-hmm. the MCU, including Thanos. I'll mm-hmm. say they do that or Killmonger or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in the most recent Black Panther um, with Namor. Right. But they don't try that here. No. He's just intentionally the worst person yes. doing messed up stuff. Yep. And um, I think that was like a really good move on their part mm-hmm. because there's so much other stuff that we're we're worried about. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, great. For, okay. What did you think about uh, Will Poulter playing Adam Warlock, who is the golden skinned sovereign baby boy god hilarious so i mean he's like the balance right like with someone as awful as the high evolutionary like you need to have some sort of relief Mm -hmm. and i think that was a hundred percent the balance that we needed because at first you see adam and you're like oh my gosh like he's just going to be like this all-time bad guy because of the way he just comes storming in Mm -hmm. and he kicks straight up the, the guardian's ass like they he gives them he just hands over their ass to them like just without even failing like in just the be- yeah right right away uh-huh like he's sh- he's shown to be unstoppable but um so i my initial thought was like what like why i didn't i don't remember him being the one that i have to worry about you know but then he wasn't like he ended up becoming somebody who <laughs> just messes up all the time and he's just like a little baby boy and he and, joins the guardians and at the he end. does which i think was a really cool thing to do yeah um but I think also it shows just how awful the High Evolutionary was because for yeah, he, he Adam was to become yeah. like the nicer of the two I, because of the way that he started out, I think was um, was really cool. But he looked ripped, first mm. of all. For the, I mean, he got that MCU nutritionist diet for sure. Yeah. Like, he, I remember him being in, oh, what is that? We Are the Millers. Remember that with um, yeah. Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis? So like... I remember yeah. him being eyebrows. <laughs> like, and James Gunn says that he is supposed to be like what a traditional hero mm-hmm. is like and how kind of they that kind of character doesn't really fit in the Guardians, which mm-hmm. is true because he's, you know, given this purpose, mm-hmm. he's all powerful, mm-hmm. but he's also not, you know, he doesn't really work <laughs> out because this right. isn't the kind of... You know, the world is really complicated and nuanced. Uh-huh. And, you know, just someone who's like, I'm strong. I can do whatever. Yeah. Doesn't really, like, help mm-hmm. much in yeah. the in the, <laughs> in the the movie. Um, well, let's talk about some of the main characters. But I guess before that, what were your thoughts on the Guardians going into this? And we're talking about Star-Lord and, you know, Gamora, Rocket, Drax, Mantis, Kraglin. Like, were you feeling that they were going to break up? And Groot. Sorry about Groot. Or did you were you thinking that one of them was going to die, or what were you thinking about the guardians going in? Because I guess sh- they were already kind of splintered apart with Gamora being being away. Yes, so for sure thought that um, Quill was going to be missing Gamora. I didn't know how that was going to play out mm-hmm. the way. I, I definitely didn't think that it was going to play out the way that it did. Yeah. New Gamora too, um, right? Different. Gamora. Yes, and um, I for sure thought that Mantis was going to be like soul searching because of how the Christmas special ended. Like, oh, you the, have to see the Christmas special if you didn't watch it yes you'd be confused when they're Uh like brother sister brother sister what like it i i knew that that was going to play into it for sure um didn't play a huge part in it which was interesting it didn't but it didn't until the end right like because that's when she realizes within herself that she needs to figure her her Mm -hmm. her shit out 
um, which is fair. And I figured that Drax was going to have a turning point in this because he's kind of been steady the whole time. Yeah. I thought um, he was ripe to be the one that died. Partially because Dave Bautista was like, I'm done. I don't want to do mm. any more Marvel. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, man. Something's going to happen to him. Yeah, because yeah. it would make sense, too, for him to, like, resolve his whole thing of being the most heroic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, for sure, 100%, just because of the trailers and everything, thought that Rocket was going to go. Yeah. Um, I was I was preparing my heart and mind for it the entire Everything movie. Everything looked that way. I was literally waiting for it while mm-hmm. watching it. I was like, oh my God, like I know this is going to, I know he's going to die after this, or I know he's going to die after this, and I know he's going to, like I was just waiting and yeah. waiting and waiting. And I, when I tell you I was thankful <laughs> at yeah. the end, I was so thankful. <laughs> we'll get back to Bradley Cooper as, as Rocket in a bit, because I yeah. think it's also a really special voice performance or yes. whatever's going, or yes. VFX performance. Oh. Um, I don't want to, I forgot about Nebula too. I don't want to gloss over that, because she seemed like she was actually really critical to the group yes i was sort of surprised that she wasn't made the leader of the guardians but she's staying on nowhere to kind of lead so she is a leader civilization Uh but nebula my gosh from where she began is kind of a a villain to the guardians yes and uh also gamora right Mm -hmm. like just just kind of bitter towards everything sister mm -hmm. who gets tortured and now she is she it's like she's using all of her past experiences to fight that but for the good. Yeah. Right. So, which I think is great because she does kind of act like the glue that holds everything together, but she's just really harsh mm-hmm. and re- she just doesn't know how to, <laughs> how, she's to still, be, how to yeah. be nice about she things. She still has sharp edges. Yes. But um, she's gone through probably an equal amount of trauma mm-hmm. to, to yeah. honestly rock it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it um, makes sense that she's still kind of working on that, some of that stuff. But we see her heart in this one, I think more than all of the others, because she reaches out to Gamora for help, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she shows some emotion towards Rocket whenever we she hears his voice. I think that's one of those moments where I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, like that really got me in the theater. Yeah. And um it's, gonna, it's just going to take time. And then afterwards whenever she is there they're on uh, nowhere. Yeah. Know, it's it's a beautiful sequence. It'll take time for her I think to, mm-hmm. you know, cuz she went through so much. She still eye rolls at everything. And then though. Groot, what do you think about Groot? Groot's back better than ever. Groot's back. He's like um I don't the know. I don't, we understand Groot in this. Yes. Which I thought was he fun. He speaks yeah. <laughs> for the first time. And it's partially because you know, the whole one of the big jokes in the show <laughs> is that Gamora isn't a part of the Guardians, so she doesn't understand Groot. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, she is a Guardian, she so she does understand. And yeah. we have watched three Guardians movies, so guess what? We in it. We understand, too. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like a beautiful way to have that moment, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Especially even in the after credits, we see just how cool Groot is. Yeah. Let's get back to Rocket. This is Rocket's whole thing. Oh, okay. I thought this was one of the best ever, like, voice acting plus totally CGI character, mm-hmm. I think, uh, char- uh, attempts ever. <laughs> like, it's so good. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe Avatar does this really well, too. But Rocket, my goodness. the the From Rocket as a baby oh. and Cooper portraying, like, you know, a little bit of a adolescent rocket to, to full on rocket. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really effective and yeah. the best it, it had been and kind of 
at at the face of some of the weird, bad visual effects stuff we've seen in a bunch of movies, including mm-hmm. some at Marvel, mm-hmm. to be and I was and I t- I told Brent I was like I don't think there's an effects problem at, at Marvel like because no. it's mostly just like an intention thing or like the mm-hmm. amount of of like commitment you have to to making sure one thing is so perfect because Rocket. My goodness, did so great in this. Mm -hmm. He definitely, I will say from Baby Rocket, but Baby Rocket from the time that he could speak. um, I was blown away with the amount of like emotion that I could feel for such a CGI (laughs) character. Like I, I knew that it was going to get a rise out of me because of the trailer, right? Like we see his first little innocent baby face, but then... When you add the shaking of the voice and like the others, he says he wants to fly in his with one last time. I, all that stuff, it, yeah, gorgeous. And I mean, it it was so tear jerking because you start to feel like the innocence of him, you know, and like the the vulnerability that he has. And mm-hmm. then he's just he's just so loved by his little friends, and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, I I can't. I mean, <laughs> like, his first so words hard. as a baby is was, pain. Yes, it was like or it hurts. hurts. No, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Oh my gosh! And I was like, oh. Did that go to? So some people did say that that was like incredibly like it didn't go. It's not that it went too far, but it would. It's the just the theme of that, or just to see that is would be tough for like kids to 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 understand or families and then part of me is like yes. yeah i guess so but that that's also stuff that happens irl yes you know? yeah i mean like that that's a whole kickstart to a conversation right like mm-hmm. why would they do that to anybody and i mean like you there's like one of two ways you can go about or not just two ways but like there's many ways that you can go about it but um you can get into the conversation of like yeah like sometimes there's like animal testing and mm-hmm. you know all that jazz but you can also say like, yeah, like rock, like this is remember it's it's a movie, mm-hmm. and remember like this is just like specific to Rocket right now, like mm-hmm. this is just his whatever, whatever. But it for that to be his first little baby, but that's why I'm saying like from the moments that Baby Rocket could speak, I was You're so in emotionally yeah. involved because for sure he's just a tiny little and it thing. leads to. Him, you know, rescuing these baby raccoons. You just know what that means for him. Oh my gosh, that was the most beautiful when he reads the word raccoon yeah. on the K. I just, it I lost it, it. Yeah, really, I really important for it. him to do that. Oh. I mean, there's some really great stuff in this. What, or, what are some big sequences that kind of, uh, you know, stand out to you? Because there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of fun practical stuff from you know crafted really well from James Gunn, like the Orgo Corp stuff. Um, one of the ones specifically with Rocket is whenever he is in like a tutoring session mm-hmm. or like some sort of, you know, PT or whatever, not PT, but like just mental stimulus with um, the, high the high evolution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Counter Earth when they're building it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Rocket is doing like an equation of some kind and the high evolutionary is giving him like some insight mm-hmm. for what he wants to do. Um like together with Rocket and Rocket's like picturing this beautiful like utopia mm-hmm. and the high evolutionary grabs him by his head and like starts talking like oh with this brain or like whatever like and Rocket's face goes from like hopeful to like Scared, nervous yeah. because like he's uncomfortable 
But then at the same time, like he's talking about this wonderful place. So Rocket, like you can just see the confusion mm-hmm. in his reaction because he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why are you, you know? Yeah. And then, but because remember you have to, you have to think like he is a small living thing. Like he doesn't, he hasn't had any other experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Like to him. Well, the they don't even see the sky, you yes, know, or like, like, you know, the real, the real sky. sky. The high evolutionary is supposed to be like a father figure to him. You know, mm-hmm. he's his creator. And so he's like, OK, like I want to give you everything because you're the only person I, I care about or that, you know, created me and cares for me technically. Um, And that was really gut wrenching for me because I was like, he has all of his trust in mm-hmm. this terrible person. But again, like that's the point of the movie, right? Like he's supposed to be the worst. Yeah. Um. And he definitely was. <laughs> well, I think a big... I mean, I enjoyed the Orgo Corp sequence a lot when they went mm-hmm. into that. Yeah, that, that was really cool. That Bioland. The whole thing, Nathan Fillion was there. It's kind of really fun and funny, too. They take a hostage, but... When he can hear... Or when everybody can hear Quill. Yeah. Stop it. Oh, my that gosh. Was so funny. A lot of allusions to other, like, <laughs> sci-fi movies in that. Uh-huh. But that... James Gunn's wife. She's in it too. Of course, she's up in here. It's really fun. That that's a really fun sequence. Counter Earth was really fun too. Like the the animal, the animal, yes. ev- the evolved yeah. animals uh-huh. living in like mm-hmm. regular houses. Like the eighties, yeah, <laughs> doing their own thing. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, just a lot of creativity in, in yes. the sequences and, and all these big moments. Oh, and that huge fight. Mm. That fight scene. Yeah. With, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it yet. Yeah, we can. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh my gosh. When they go back and try, uh, so that what they, they collide the nowhere, literally the all of nowhere mm-hmm. into the ship of the high evolutionary. Right. Mm-hmm. And they decide to board and like, you know, fuck mm-hmm. shit up. And, there's this beautiful. I think it's like one of the best fight sequences in the MCU that Ooh, I've ever seen. Oh, the longer seen. one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Did you not know which one I was talking about? There were two that I was thinking it could be. It was either the hallway or when they get the high evolutionary. No, 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 no. Oh, I see which one. Tar- you're good. talking about the one with the Groot. Uh, no, no, no. Like no. on the deck. No. Oh. But let's talk about the hallway first. Okay. <laughs> so the hallway sequence is a wonder. It's four minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's everyone doing their thing. Oh my god, it's Rocket's good. ready back. Take it all. Yes. Yeah. Rockets it's, back. It's it's a whole, like that was just. They're teaming up. I loved it. They're killing the octopus. They had the slow motion guy or whatever. to see it all. And yes. they're all fighting in their own ways mm-hmm. too, which is which is really fun. It's crazy. Yeah. I um, loved it. But it's good. Like you kind of just have to watch it. Maybe the best execution of that kind of thing in the MCU because they try all the time mm-hmm. to do like these impressive CGI mm-hmm. wonders and stuff. No, that was it. That, I think this was it. That was hundred percent well. it. The other one I thought you were talking about is when they finally, when you know, we talk about when Rocket finds the other baby raccoons, but right after that, the High Evolutionary finds him and he uses his oh. like gravity boots. Mm-hmm. But then the entire Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Basically, beat the high evolutionary's ass. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not even close. Like no. they do it in such a and Gun does this because he knew he knew how cathartic that moment would yes. be for the audience. Because yeah. the audience would be like, "Hell, mm-hmm. yeah, and everyone then, get in there." Yeah. So they each do it, mm-hmm. ending with Gamora stabbing him, and then of course ripping his disgusting face disgusting. off. Disgusting. But I thought that was what the sequence you're talking about because it that was like the exclamation point. Yeah. To that part of the story to be like finally this guy is getting what he gets and rocket could have just taken him out and then 
Yeah, but I get it. And then didn't. He's a guardian of the galaxy. He's God. much. He's he's evolved. Was, he's better was, than I, that. Balling, balling. Well, and then they out. rescue all the animals. Who comes Noah's Ark oh, out there? Oh my gosh! What did you, what what did you? I think part of the reason why we were all worried about watching this movie was we knew it was going to be sad, but we thought the guardians were going to die. Some of them, at least, and they they didn't. Yeah, I think they all survive. Really. But I think James Gunn had a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Quill has the moment where he goes back for his uh, his Zoom, his Zoom, and and almost freezes in space. Yes, and everyone's you know oh you're meant to gosh. think like oh this is it. I think everyone has kind of a moment like that because mm-hmm. even um, you know Drax, Drax and Nebula, the beginning. Yes. they're all kind of stuck outside. Oh. So all, all these moments you're you're kind of tense and be like, oh my gosh, this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But he kind of puts it out there in the, from the very beginning because I guess like we said before, Rocket is in trouble from minute five. And then also Drax because when Adam's character, the the Golden Boy, comes in, he like beats the yeah, shit the out of him. And then again, when they are trapped in the ship in space, it seems like oh, they can't true. get in. Oh, yes. Multiple moments, you're just like, oh boy. You're on your t- you're on the edge of your it's seat, happening. man. Because you, you just think that it's all going to go away. Yeah. You're like, please, James, I mean, don't take end, them from us. I mean, it seems like a little bittersweet. Cause it it's, is. It's, it's, the Guardians uh, are done. Mm-hmm. Like they've broken up. They are, And then they've been regrouped. Yeah. With different individuals. To step outside of the movie, Zoe Saldana and Bautista say they're not doing any more MCU. So Gamora yeah. and Drax are D- done. Are done. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not sure about anyone else. Yeah. Sound, it looks like by, the, you know, from the, the final post credit scene that Peter Quill might be back or actually is coming back somewhere yeah. else. Mm-hmm. He's on Earth now. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But... Um, how do you feel about where the Guardians end up? Rocket is in charge of a brand new group uh, besides Groot. Mm-hmm. Nebulous in charge of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, with Drax. With Drax. I, I think everybody, because, I mean, even Nebula tells Drax, like, you, you rem- or is it Nebula or is it... Um, it's Nebula. Mantis it's Nebula. that tells him like, oh, you were you were meant to be a dad. Nebula you know, like says you, it. She says it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think that was really beautiful, and I think that's a hundred percent true. And now that Drax has all of these little children, because mm-hmm. the High Evolutionary is so awful, um, he was even going to get rid of kiddos, but um, or test on kiddos or whatever. But I I do think that that is a wonderful. Like, because you get tied to these characters, right? And so, like, your imagination goes to whatever, like, happy place, I guess, um, makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. And so, to imagine Drax on Nowhere with all these kids, like, protecting them the way that we know he knows. He knows how to Making do. Making them laugh, speaking their language. Yes. Acting like, like a monkey that's a robot. Yeah, like being a cool dad um, is wonderful to think about. And so I think that that's just a, a fantastic way for his story to go. Mm. Mantis, I think that she is now, I mean, even though she is very naive and she's very trusting when the universe isn't always kind. Um but I think that she has the strength to look after herself. And also she she has her powers. Like, it's not like she's going to go out with no, nothing to <laughs> protect herself with. Like, she's totally capable of finding herself. And, and she has those abelisks, too. Yes. She's got three of them. Yes. So she's going to be... Just fine. She's going to be fine. Yeah. And I think she's going to... She has to experience all the experiences. I mean, look at how much fun that she had during the Christmas special. Mm. Like, she went from bar to bar to bar, like, living it up and finding, yeah. like, happiness. She's discovering everything for the yes. first time, which is really so fun. So I think that that's, again, like, a, a wonderful thought to have in my imagination for her as a character. Mm. Gamora is surrounded by these 
little pirate dudes, the right? Ravagers. Like she, yeah. she is totally in her element because remember, this is not the Gamora that we had before. Like this is new Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she's right where she needs to be. And she has a glimpse of what the old Gamora was with Peter because even though this is Rocket's story, like we still get bits and pieces of everybody else's like mm-hmm. tales, right? And she so- was huge in it, like. Th- in Infinity War, mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Gamora at her ultimate good, sacrificing yes. herself. Yes, and it what a what a what a testament to the character. Saldana was only signed on for one movie, and they kept bringing her back. Mm-hmm. And so I think that her having that little moment with Quill, and like getting that like, oh, well, maybe this could happen, or maybe it would be ha- it would have been great, or whatever she tells him, like, oh, I'm sure that you were we were great or we were good or whatever. Um, like that's enough for her, you know, like mm. she's going to go and live her little badass life with the ravagers and call it a day. <laughs> and for Quill to come back to earth, I think that was really beautiful because he sees the family that really the guardians was meant to replace or mm. like to fill for her a little grandpa's bit. Still alive. And his grandfather is still alive, which I think is like, oh my God, like what an amazing thing to find for somebody who is like, who has gone through as much heartache and like pain and has seen as much as Quill has, you know, like it's just, it's so nice. Like it has to feel amazing yeah. for the character. Yeah. Um, But also I'm a huge empath, so I'm like, I'm putting myself in these people's, or in these characters' shoes, and I'm like trying to imagine. It's it's so rare for this to happen Mm -hmm. in a a movie, especially, Mm -hmm. but for there to be like a natural end to something. Yeah. Almost like it's just a moment in their life, kind of like when you go to high school or camp or something, and then there's an end, and everyone changed throughout, but Mm -hmm. we'll still be connected by their time the memories together. yeah it's 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 it's, it's really beautiful. nice and i think that you know it ends with a beautiful um you know montage mm-hmm. with with the dog days by oh, florence and the machine stop playing. It. and it's a really <laughs> great kind of moment mm-hmm. and kind of encapsulates it's like a hopefulness that, yeah on the screen the found family and all of the things that i think is really special for james gunn and I, i'm just really impressed because i think this movie is, oh, you can tell he was going through it. I could tell. Yeah, you, you can tell he's going so through it. Tell but you can also tell that one person wrote all three of them. Yes, you know because mm-hmm. there's all of the stuff that that so these characters connection. have been doing yeah. for, since the very first time we saw them. That there's a reason for now. Uh-huh. We, you know, Drax lost his family. We knew that from the first one, and mm-hmm. now he has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Rocket's always stealing stuff, and he's real. He hates being called a raccoon, and we know now why. You know, like. And I think that's really special because that's really rare, especially mm-hmm. in the MCU, to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great that this 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 worked, and it's kind of like I'm sure cathartic for Gunn too because he loves animals. Mm-hmm. That's in this. He's he when he makes his movies, like everyone becomes his family. Yeah, and he's had the Guardians family for nine years, and now they're gonna go do their own thing. Like there's a lot of really fun stuff going on, and I and the movie's really good. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's 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 heavy and there's some parts that are really sad, but I still think overall it's really fun. It's, and and I mean, it's still a really 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 good time. Yes. To watch. But what are your final thoughts on Guardians Volume Three? Uh, I'm gonna watch it at least ten more times. Yeah. I will a hundred. Oh, we didn't talk about the scenes that are very heartbreaking for Rocket, yeah. Baby Rocket. But 
I mean, I guess we can talk about that later. We don't have to do it now mm-hmm. in this app specifically. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of emotional things that... It's on your cry list now, right? A hundred percent. I mean, f- floor, for a cry. floor just took me out. We didn't talk about like the afterlife things that happened. Like mm-hmm. it's just... Oh man, there's so much there's so much depth to this movie and I'm sure every single time I watch it I will and then it came out on my birthday. Yeah. Like it just feel it. it it got me, man. I started off this year <laughs> deep in my feels because of this. Like it was it was beautiful and will always be beautiful to me. Yeah. So Guardians I think cements its place in the MCU as one of the one of the better trilogies, mm-hmm. if not the best actually, honestly yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, let us know what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We'll have a much longer spoilerful discussion complete <laughs> with game and comics and all that stuff with John and Drew coming out I think next week. We'll see. I think so. Mhm. But, um, Sophia, what do you have to plug? Um, just this. Let me get myself together here. <laughs> yeah. No, um, She's just thinking uh, about floor. I can't. Oh my gosh, it still haunts me. Okay. Um, but no. Uh, just thank you for listening to the pod, and um, thank you for all of your support. I say this every single time, but it really, really does go a long way. Um, so if you want to continue or further your support, please check us out on Patreon. It's going to be everything at patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. Um, and if you want to follow me on any of my socials, you sure can. Everything is going to be at underscore simply Sophie, S-O-F-I-E-E. Nice. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We'll be back. We're still back every single week with a brand new episode, which We're is back. great. You can go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of fun stuff there, including video podcasts now. Ooh, talking about all kinds of other stuff. Face. So yeah, head over there and follow <laughs> us at Delphin Pod on social media. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.